this is DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. What's up, podcast? Today I have Lieutenant Christina Krakowski on. How are you? I'm super. How are you? I'm great. I thank you for coming on. So you are um, actually at the Palm Beach Gardens Fire Department. Correct. Yes. And um, I stumbled upon, upon you guys. Um, I was, you know, just I'm always looking for great, enthusiastic guests, you know, with some good context and. I saw you guys were getting a lot of attention, so I wanted to reach out and say, hey, what's up? Let's uh, get you on and share your story. Awesome. Where do you want me to begin? (laughs) From the beginning, uh, where are you from and how did you get into what you're doing now? Okay. Um, Originally, I'm from Worcester, Massachusetts, which is west of Boston, Massachusetts. But I grew up in South Florida, more Broward. Because of my dad's job, we traveled a lot. Um, So I I hate to say, I, I mean, I do and don't, but I've been in Florida, South Florida for over 30 years. Whoa, okay. Don't tell. Um, (laughs) That'll show age. And how how did I get in the fire service? Honestly, I um, I grew up like bartending, waiting tables to bartending. I worked in nightclubs and restaurants. And I had my daughter, and she was two years old. And I was like, I need more stability in my life, something with stable income, of course, and that guarantees, you know, you'll always have an income. Right. And of course, because I was a sole provider. So that was a huge thing, insurance benefits and all that. And I just love the job. I was attracted to the job because it's not a nine to five. I could never Mm -hmm. be a nine to five behind a desk. Right. I love the physical aspect as well as the mental. And I just love helping people out, making a difference. That's what it's all about. Well, that's interesting. So, okay, tell me the story. How do you get from a bartending and waiting tables and stuff into into the okay. fire. So that, that's okay. going to be an interesting transition there. Completely. So I was, I was bartending. I worked at Damarino's for like 10 years. Okay. And remember this, you're probably not old enough, which is scary and sad, but um, <laughs> there was a show that came out. I think it was like first watch or something. Okay. And my mom saw it and was like, that would be perfect for you because I grew up very athletic tomboy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I didn't care. I'm still a girl, but I'm going to do what you're going to do. And I'm going to do it just as harder. You know, like I, I love the competitive. I love right. the physical, super aggressive. Don't mean to be, you know, just, but it happens. You need it. Um, and I just, for some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do EMT. I started with that because I wanted to learn the medical. Okay. And then once I did my ride time, you start seeing, because in South Florida, we're cross-trained. Not only are we firefighters, but we're paramedics. So I always wanted to continue like the education. I didn't want to just be an EMT. I wanted to be a medic. And the firefighting is just a bonus because we do everything here. Now, is that something that um, you have to do at your department? You have to have both certifications to do that? Um, you do for any department in South Florida. Okay. So that's done at state colleges Okay. Um, where you like do your EMT, whichever order. It usually takes just about three years to do everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because I know some other departments, like ones where I'm at here in North Louisiana, my, my closest youngest brother or younger brother is actually a firefighter and an EMT, but he went back and got his EMT after he was already a firefighter. But I think it's like a choice thing for those departments. Right. No, see, most states are different. It's separate, okay. gotcha. right? It's your fire or it's medical, your rescue. Okay. A lot. But again, down in South Florida, they want you to be both. They accept right. you you're doing car accidents, drownings, medical calls, sick people, strokes, heart attacks. And our paramedic is like more advanced, which I love. Like I always want to learn more. Yeah. Do a lot more. Um, I don't know. Just, it's just exciting to me. Sorry. 
Oh, no, you're good. I love my job. I can't help it. I still. Uh, I wish everyone did. You know, a lot of people do not love enjoy what they're doing, but it's great to see someone who does and who has an impact. Now, you're talking about uh, you're growing up. You're kind of a tomboy. So tell me about your childhood and how you uh-huh. got to, <laughs> <laughs> you got into you know where you're at now. Um, well, my dad was. I think that's a lot of where came my type A and my driven, and I think fire service attracts a certain type of female. Yeah. We're definitely alphas and we're very vocal. We're very, um, I think for the most part, you're athletic. You're, you gotta have a thick sense of humor, sarcastic as shit, because it all gets you by. In the <laughs> yeah. Men. But my dad was a Marine, he was a cop, and then he was DEA, worked for government. So it was a very strict, but, you know, structured. So I was used to that. I mean, granted, I was rebellious when I was younger, but it taught me to appreciate it later in life as a mother, you know, and doing the fire service because it is a paramilitary occupation. Yeah. That's huge, you know. Of course, yeah, for sure. Show that so, so, okay, well, I mean, that's interesting and that makes a lot of sense. So how long have you been doing it now? <laughs> um, I've been with this department for 17 years. Okay. I was a volunteer in Broward for a year and I was paid for a year. So 19 years. Whoa. Okay. That's so you have a, you've seen a lot of stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what well, was a good thing? What was mean you, most means you have experience is what I'm getting at is like, so how does that work in the rankings? So you're a Lieutenant now, like I know that, you know, there's a chief that's over the entire department right. per se. Right. You also have crew chiefs. I'm a battalion chief. Okay. See, I'm right. not super educated, but I know a little bit. No, 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 that's fine. It's okay. again, it's, it's a very structured, so in our department, it is um, like I'm on the rescue now. So I, I'm the rescue lieutenant. I'm in charge of all medical calls. I'm second in charge of the station. Again, I run all the medical calls. So if we have a car accident or something, like I take care of patient care. I make sure that's all overlooked. Um, and then I have usually a paramedic with me or and sometimes I'm proctoring a new guy. Um, and then there's a captain. The fire captain is in charge of all fire scenes, car accidents, like... Um, gas leaks and then you have your driver engineer that drives the apparatus and then you have your your firefighter paramedic that sits in the back of the engine that does both and helps me out if i need a third like on a trauma alert stroke alert or on a car accident or drowning they're the first in the water like we all assign different jobs okay then you have your ems captain who comes on our high acuity calls you shooting stabbing stuff like that and then you have a battalion chief that oversees all that crew there's a we have an a b and c shift i'm on c shift so we run for 24 hours we're off 48 although i love my overtime so i work a lot of 48s <laughs> but um that's kind of how it sets up that's kind of okay. and i only just recently got promoted because i wanted the experience right. you know even if i go on to captain to another seat i would rather sit in every seat before i advance in my career Okay. I think that makes you a better officer. Of course. Although I'm still taking the classes. Like I love, I'm over 40, yeah. But I'm still taking a fire instructor class. You know, I'm still taking the classes to be a better officer and to be hands-on. Right. You know, because I want, it's part of your life. That Your lives depend on it. Right. Yeah, of and course. I mean, it's, so. it's best to be well-rounded before you can actually govern or, can, you know, supervise those people. If you yeah. have experience in every single one of those you know, job. Right, right. right. Something goes bad, unfortunately. Things happen. Nothing is ever really planned. Right. You're able to jump into that spot or help someone out. 
Right. Well, so it's interesting because you guys were um, you've gotten you've gotten a lot of attention these past few weeks um, because so apparently you just guys finally got to where you just had an all women crew. Right. Randomly. It just happened that way. It was totally organic. It was awesome. Okay. So proud. But um, in 57 years that my department has been, it was the first time we had a female fill every position, your captain, your driver, engineer, your firefighter, paramedic rescue lieutenant and another paramedic. So it was exciting. I mean, granted, other departments may have had it, but we were excited about, for our department, it was a big deal. Of course. And it's something, I think I looked up to, um, I believe it's like 4% in the nation of of women firefighters. So you're, you have a very, very rare and unique position. Yes, of course. That makes me more exciting. Of course. And, and you said, so you said you're alpha and, you know, you got, you're into physical fitness and stuff. You have to be because I have a little bit, you know, of knowledge about pulling all those big ho- heavy hoses and yeah. stuff like that. And, yeah. and those things aren't no joke for a, a young 18 year old um, male going into the, going into the academy and doing all that stuff. So I imagine know. You know, where people say, you know, may frown upon a female, you've got to have a lot of, you know, physical fitness and endurance. You got to maintain it or keep up, at least keep up or like, even as you age, it's harder, but I think we work harder. And the females that I do work with, we're super competitive in a good way. We push each other to like, what can you do? Oh, you can go heavier. Oh, come on. You know, this is the way you do it. I love that we're each other's cheerleaders, you know, to drive and push each other to be better. For sure. Well, so what is, um, what's some of the more interesting, maybe not so it doesn't have to be bad, but just some of the more interesting calls you may have been on because you know, in your experience over the years, I'm sure you've seen some stuff. Unfortunately, you do. You get, and I unfortunately am <laughs> what they call, oh shit, here comes like the shit magnet, the dark cloud, the, oh God, here, fuck, here it goes again. Like, I, <laughs> I am a magnet for bad calls. Everyone be like, we've been dead. It's really slow. And they're like, okay, here, never mind. Christina's here. We're going to run. Yeah. Um, I have had, I mean, we are a few miles west of the beach. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had drownings, shootings. We get everything. Car in the canal, um, car fires, um, really bad car accidents. I think the worst, I mean, I've had everything. Yeah. And every time you think you've had it, Mm -hmm. you get something else. You're like, holy God, that was... I would never even have thought that that was possible. Right. There's always another one that's going to unfortunately top it, you know, yeah. that occurs or just like with trauma is, yeah. you know, you never know what you're going to walk up to on a car accident. Um, you don't, you're not prepared for what you're going to see. Yeah. You know, um, I think the worst though is just being a parent, especially a single mom and car accidents with young teenagers and underage drinking. That's my worst. Where I want to, there's a part of me that wants to rip your throat out for doing it. You know, at the same time, we have all been guilty of it growing up, you know, it's it's so and then you involve major distractions, cell phone usage, which weren't something in our issue. We didn't have that issue when we were driving and drinking growing up, even though we should have been doing any of it, but that has a whole other element to it. Oh, without a doubt. The texting and driving is horrible. I dropped my phone. I went to pick it up. And then they hit another car and it's a car full of family members. Yep. So yeah, that's what try, that, that irritates me. Yep. That's preventable, completely preventable. That's not, 
you know, that's just more aggravating. Yeah. Well, I asked this, these things because um, I wanted to really see, I, and I know it's none, none of that's good, but to, to get some good out of it, how have you been able to cope with seeing those things, you know, starting, starting as a, a firefighter at a younger age and then, you know, growing up and then seeing worse and worse things, call after call, and still being able to get up and go do it the next day. What is your motivation or how do you deal with that? Well, I love the job and I, that has never gone away. It's never, um, I love what I do. I love helping. I love making a difference. I'm all about it. I mean, I'm always like, I hurt you. Like, thanks for the support. Much love. Um, that's just my thing. Um, because you never know on a call, the effect you're going to have on someone. Right. You may be the last voice someone hears and you better make it good. I'm huge in a bedside manner because you don't know who's family member, who's brother, sister, mother, dad, sibling and that always happens to me they're like hey that call that you had that was really bad yeah. that was so-and-so's mother and i'm like oh yeah. my god well thank god i did my best yeah. um and i always do that because again you always put yourself in what if that was my family member how would you want that to be treated right um what keeps me going about my job is i have an amazing group of supportive friends you got to have a foundation support system and family that supports you and like hey you need to slow down take a day off and let's go paddleboard. Let's go diving. Let's go mountain bike. I'm super active. I mean, I crossfit, like I try to do and the water's close. So we're always paddleboarding, right. diving, fishing, everything. So you got to have that connection and know when to pull the plug and know when you need to decompress journal, write, or just talk to someone. Cause of some of the stuff you see, it can, it can wear you down. Yeah, of course. I mean, no. I can only imagine, and I know, you know, dealing with something when you're the, when you're the constant, you know, person to show up when something is bad. Yeah. It's tip, I'm sure nine times out of 10 when you're showing up, it's because of a casualty or issue. It's not to help someone with something that's, you know, minimal. Sometimes it is. You're right. I, mean, I know sometimes it is, but a lot rare. of times it's not. It's right. rare. Yeah. You have those, the elderly people are, right. you know, that are lonely, that are like, my husband passed away and I just yeah. want, I'm like, okay, I'll stay with you. Like, yeah. you know, we'll hang out. We'll talk. You're like, yeah. <laughs> whatever it takes. But then again, like I said, it, the worst part in our job, I think in police and fire, which people don't realize is um, you may have all the tools in the box. You may have the education and the training, but there are those, those calls that you feel completely hopeless because yeah. there's nothing you can do to change the outcome. And those are the ones that affect us the most. And those are the ones where it takes us to recognize that and pull each other back and be like, hey, I'm here, let's talk. Right. If not, it can lead to a bad path. Yeah, I mean, the psychological aspect of it, you know, the physical, you know, doing it day in, day out, you know, not having a break. And then, you know, being able to come home and then say you come home and you have, you have you're seeing, you said you're a single mom, you have stress at the house, you know, you have stress at work, you have stress oh, at the yeah. house. Trying to balance between those, I think is sometimes some of the hardest things. And and the reason why I'm asking these questions is because I want people to get value out of this. Not, I mean, you seem like a great person. You're super motivational. So I want to get some context as far as how do you deal with those struggles, you know, because people may deal with those on another spectrum, maybe not in the same line of work, but just in a day-to-day -day life. Right. You got to have an outlet. Like I said, you got to find your, your joy. What brings you giddy like a kid, mountain biking, paddleboarding. Yeah. Like I, you do. That's what keeps you young and youthful. I feel like, yeah. you know, and exercise. If I go a few days, I'm miserable. Same like, here. You need an outlet. I need to, I need to, all right, I hate running, but I need to throw weight. You know, you need to do <laughs> something yeah. that makes you feel better just to like burn off.
the crazy and the energy in your mind so you can sleep and process. So, uh, so you, you said doing all these things, um, I'll do a lot of your other coworkers. Do, do you guys do these things together too? Are you able to be a team outside of just work? Well, we have like, of course, a lot of people have like their clicks or, right, you know, they all mountain bike yeah. or they all surf or they all, and I, my, my, one of my partners, I love her, Julie Dudley. Like she's my partner. She was for almost a year on the truck. She's the one her and I are always like, all right, let's go paddleboarding. Like yeah. you had a time. it's time to tap out, decompress, let's go hit the water and listen to music and laugh. Like, right. We kind of call each other out, you know, yeah, or do I mean, I, you know, just physical, like let's go do the weight vest on the bridge and like you need, and at the same time you're chatting, you know, right. you're letting it go, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's a therapy for me. If I miss a day, I'm, I don't know what to do. I tell everyone it's like my, I, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy a good cold drink, but it's my beer after work yeah. before I actually go have a beer after work. I feel like yeah. that's like the separation there, you know, but it, everyone needs it. And, um, you know, and, and then some people don't want to do that. That's okay. So they have other forms, like whether it be meditation, or, you know, whatever they go to, you know, or just reading books, who knows, you know, everyone has their own outlet. Do what now? I can't sit still that long. I try. <laughs> I cannot I read. A book. I, I can. Re I have to read too many emails for work every day. I feel like I, I can listen to podcasts, but I, I cannot sit still and read. It's so hard for me to do it. I'm going right. to It's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have, you guys have a, um, a nonprofit. Yes. That's why that's another reason, which I was going to get to that. Okay. So Friday was a big day. Not only was it a bunch of my F favorite F words, it was like female Friday. Um, like just, I love the hashtags like on yeah. makeup it just to make people laugh like the fucking Friday and like yeah female power and it's all of us yeah. um but we were doing uh we were all wearing our firefighters to the rescue shirts another app you know firefighters to the rescue which is a non-profit um, organization that started 16 years ago to help one of our own we help first responders as well as um in our local community people who've lost their home of yeah. everything during Christmas time we you know just we're always trying to do good it's all volunteer this, basis did this organization originate there where you're at yes okay awesome we're on that in my department and now there's a need and demand for it even greater because one of our own has stage four lung cancer Gosh. he's 40 years old he's a dad of four he's a good husband he's he was an athlete played uh college football for university of alabama never smoked a day in his life yeah. but unfortunately it's the job and it's we're learning about cancer and lung cancer and all kinds of cancers because of what we deal with and the toxins and stuff. So that's another reason we were, I just, I mean, it was Julie's idea. Like, let's take a picture of all of us. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to go home and put, attach it to firefighters to the rescue to see if yeah. maybe we get donations for this, you know, cause this is huge. We don't know. We want to take care of our own. Right. We're always family first. So that's how it happened. I mean, and it just, Blew up. And not only that, and then the next day I find out that RBG passed away that day, you know? Right. So that was another thing that kind of caused, oh, you know, yeah. that kind of, I think, brought it up into the spectrum. Well, I mean, <clears throat> no matter, of course, it's un unfortunate events, you know, that, you yeah. know, may have shown light on this, but hopefully we're able to capitalize on that. And that's another reason, like, um, what is the, so how can I, because I want to help in this way. Typically, I give my guests some sort of gift. And being that I don't have a lot of context on you, don't know you well, um, I, I would like to make a donation, but I would also like 
to get my network of people, all my listeners and viewers to get involved and hopefully share and make a donation too. So um, where do we find that? What's the website for the nonprofit? Okay, it's on Instagram or Facebook and it's at firefighters to the rescue dot, I want to say Inc. Let me double check. Sorry, I'm blind. One minute, You're good. sorry. All right, because I always screw that up for some reason. But, um, and we're trying to sell the shirts. Yeah, it's firefighters to the rescue dot ink. That's um, the Instagram. Right, on Instagram okay. as well as Facebook. I'm trying to teach the guy on Instagram because he's a little rough on learning this. Yeah. But I'm usually the one selling the shirts. That's another thing. Like I go around to the different departments or ERs and I'm like, hey, we got pink shirts. We got white shirts. We got navy shirts. They're long sleeve. They're like um, that sun shirt material or you can work out in or bike right. in or mountain bike. Or we have the girl V-necks now. Yeah, the long sleeves are awesome. Like yeah. those are our sellers, really. And They're what's twenty dollars? The, what's the website? It's that is it. Firefighters to the rescue dot ink. Uh, okay, gotcha. So that's the same thing, and it should pull you right up, and it gives you the story and the background about the foundation as well as Brian's story. It shares. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's a, I mean, if there's any way that you know. Any of you that are watching or listening, um, once we get this up and running, if you could, you know, at least make some type. Is you have a donation oh link God. on there as well? What? You you guys have a donation link on there as well? Yes, correct. There should be on that website as well. I also have the link on mine, like above my Instagram. If that helps, like on that, yeah. when you click on that, it'll bring you right to that page. Awesome. Cool. So anything, I we don't care. It's like no donation is too small. Really, I don't. Right. We're super grateful and trying to help them out, you know. Yeah, because um, I know that, you know, I know you guys have great health benefits, but, you know, I also know that when you have something like that, there's no there's no amount of insurance that really can make up for all the, yeah. uh, the dollars it takes for the treatment and the, um, you know, the toll it takes on the family and, the, and, oh, yeah. and you know, excessive expenses coming oh, out yeah. of nowhere. Well, that's why we have this is to kind of help out with the family, because, again, he's got four kids and three of them are under the age of four. Man, that's rough. So, and he's, he's just an awesome guy, captain. Like, he's been in the fire service for, I think, 20 years. Again, he's young, just turned 40. So, you know, it's family. You support yeah. people. And that's where it starts, you know. Of course. So, so you said, I'm sorry? I said I appreciate that. that oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. We are, we're all here to help each other. And, you know, you're giving yeah. yourself to the community on a day-to-day -day people that you don't even know just because you love doing it. And, and you know, there's, there's some kind of connection back. There's gotta be, you know what I mean? So anyway, yeah. we can do it. That's great. So you said you have your single mom. How many kids do you have? I have two. I have a 21 year old. Okay. And I have a 12 year old son. Okay. So a girl and a boy. Yep. What do they, uh, what do they like to do? Oh my God. Well, my daughter, she's my unicorn. I joke because she's of course perfect. Um, She's 5'11". She's been a swimmer since she was seven. She swim, swam for two different colleges. Now she's a swimmer for FAU on their water polo team. She's um, in biomed, almost done with her bachelor's. Awesome. And she works ocean rescue for Palm Beach County Ocean Rescue. Okay. So she's super driven. Even I said, be better than your mom. Yeah. Don't ever support it. Don't ever look for a handout. Be hard driven, you know, focus yeah. driven. And my son is definitely my nemesis. I'm just he's me. He's like <laughs> a football full of energy, aggressive. He plays ice hockey, awesome. loves to fish. Yeah, my little my little comic. That's great. Yeah. So like what 
Okay, so I asked this because like, so when you get into um, doing what you're doing, what made you, because we talked about a second that we went another way, like, so what made you decide that for sure you were going to go in this direction for your career? It just happened. It just did. Just organically, uh, just out of nowhere. Completely just organically. Um, the EMT led me to, I was like, wow, this is really fascinating because you do ride time when you're an EMT. Right. So then I saw the fire and I was like, oh my God, this is just no days ever the same. Yeah. Every call you get, it sounds the same, but it's not. Right. You have a chance to make a dish difference. There's your, you have to use, you have to be quick witted, scan a scene. Like there's all these things that I think you can almost attribute to like bartending. Like really, like yep. you got to assess you a lot of moving parts. And yep. there's always an uncontrolled, uh, uh, yep. action that comes in that you yep. right yep. and you better be fast to size people up be like oh that looks like heart failure oh that yep. looks like oh this is you're constantly scanning you'll be like all right this is what i'm gonna do and this is how i'm gonna you know yeah and your your scene changes i just i love it you know again no day is ever the same you're never bored ever because regardless if we're not running calls we're physically doing training fire training yeah. mass training Things are constantly changing with us. Our protocols, this is changing. We have a new med alert criteria, a new sepsis. Right. We're super aggressive with our medical because we have so much down here. Yep. So our hospital di uh, distance is only the furthest one away that we go to for trauma is like 15, 20 minutes. So we're lucky. We have a lot of hospitals that are super close by right. and a variety of them. So we don't have that long distance travel. Yeah, because one minute can make a difference. You know, oh my God. Death, you know, so. But I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, talking about constantly training, um, you know, in your industry and then, you know, and, and then as well as law enforcement, I feel like you guys and, you know, in the fire department industry are just, this is outside looking in, but you guys are always training. Yeah. You're always, um, yeah. you know, reviewing specs on on your pumps and your hoses and your machine and your um you know and then you're always doing some type of training you're recording all these things and it's one of those things to where you have to yeah you have to it's changing all the time with with everything that's been going on the past year you know and all the craziness and the bringing shedding the light on the law enforcement i feel like that there's a gap there that we need to oh, bridge God. where they're not getting that much training on a regular basis versus you guys, you know, and I know that's, that's diverse and it depends on departments and areas and stuff like that. But I just, this is me. I just un, unopinionated, just outside looking in. I just feel like you guys are always doing something for that. Well, we have to, we have no choice. Like I yeah. say, because in order to be confident in your skills and to keep up or maintain your skills or teach the new guys, you have to continue training and yeah. education. You know, it's a hands-on job. It's not, so, um, but then again, down south where I'm at, our police do a lot. We do a lot of active shooter drills. Right. We, do yeah. a lot of, we do a lot of drills with them together yeah. um, just because of the possible of MCIs. And I mean, just, you work with them on everything, right? You know, if you have, a, yeah. yeah, you have to. So you um, have to have a cohesive blend there as well. Oh yeah, and we do. We have a great relationship with our police department, right. which I love. Um, you know, they take really good care of us. They look out for us. You know, because of course, if there's a crazier shooting, they have to secure a scene first before we enter it, to, you know, and then they're always looking out for us, which is nice. Right. But I, I, I think there's a lot of gaps, period. I feel bad 
I mean, my dad was a cop at one point in his life. And to see the way, like, not to get off, but how they're getting such a bad rap. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go too far left field on that. What I can say say in that is that I think there's always going to be a bad type of person in any job. And if you're not spending the money, not taking it away, but if you're not spending the money to put it back in there to make sure that psychologically people are okay, physically they're able to handle their job, what's the background? Is there some kind of vendetta pre-existing? You know, they have PTSD from past service. You know, all those things I feel like need to be focused on more. Oh, Um, completely. You know, and I think that, you know, possibly it's just one of those things that I I have no like political opinion on it. I just think that I know, I feel like that that's a gap there, you know, and, and, and that's any job. If If you take, and especially if you're like in a rural area where they're, like we're a rural fire department, you know, in, out in the country, like some suburbs of here, maybe, you know, where they don't have as much training and stuff as you guys, because they don't deal with as many situations, even still, they should have the training because you never know what call you're going to get. Or look at, look at um, California when the entire state's having to come and the entire country's having to come help fight fires. Mm-hmm. They're not equipped to handle, you know, those, that's a whole nother thing. This is insane. Yeah. No, I like what you say. That's true. In any job, in any field, it's it's all, and that's what's blown the doors now is the mental health. Yeah. Period. With any job and profession, especially those in like the medical field, the police, your fire, uh, your hospitals, all that, your first line workers. It's because there's a burnout. There can be a burnout. Of course. If you don't address it, right? Yeah, because I mean, you're not—you oh. don't take into account what you're dealing with outside of the office. Not to mention your constant right. stress in the office every day. Right, Sunday. right. We're always high on those endorphins, that fight yeah. or flight. Yeah. yeah, that's a normal thing for us. It's just knowing when to hit the button and tap out and be like, "All right, I'm decompressing. I'm, I'm at it." What other kind of um, decompressing <laughs> hobbies do you have besides uh, physical heart raising, <laughs> heart rate raising <laughs> uh, activities? Uh, <laughs> Um, napping. I don't know. Cause I don't sleep well at night. I don't, I'm not a really, I, I love to do stuff. I'm a physical, that's my thing. Like that soothes me. Like a good day of swimming, snorkeling, paddleboarding. You come home and you're like, that's a good day. I needed that. That was my decompressing. I get it. Well, I mean, so I also wanted to bring this up because I've noticed this a lot in the, um, you know, fire department and the people that I know that are working it and, you know, abroad that they always seem to have, depending on their workload, they always seem to have a, another side hustle. That's their, their oh. other means of money. Like, is that a, is that a normal thing in your area as well? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Most because of- your schedules work to where you have gaps where you can do another career if you wanted to. Oh, completely. Yeah. Completely. That's why I'm going back to school. I want to do the fire instructor. I want to be. Awesome. Okay. You know, how cool is that? Over 40, like, representing, like, (laughs) (laughs) a female fire instructor. Like, I want to continue. I want to fire investigation, arson. I want to continue to educate so I can do that. Right now, because our department is short-staffed and there's so much retirement and growth and movement, there's so much overtime. So that's really been my part-time job. Gotcha. That's why I'm hiding behind my glasses, but... Cause I'm burning the candle on both ends. I'm like, I'm going to work for two days. I'll see you in a day and two days, you know, yeah. and then I'm off a day and then back on a day, you know? So those 48s can catch up to you, but you're like, how can you turn it down? Yeah. It's 
that's your side job. That's great money, you know? So especially when you love what you do and you're like, all right. Well, so back to the, uh, the nonprofit real quick. Um, so what are you guys, what, aside from helping, you know, your fellow department, um, right. I works with you guys, but, right, um, right. what are your aspirations? Do you want to grow this thing? Are you trying to, you know, are you trying to have a broad reach or are you just trying to keep it close knit right now? Or, you know, what's your, of course, I would love a broad reach. Of course, I'd love it to blow up um, just because of the awareness. It doesn't, it's not necessarily just helping our, it's all first responders. I mean, they've done hearing aids for other, you know, other departments for little girls. Like, it's not just our, it's for all first responders and people in our community who've needed help, which is huge, you know, giving back to people who lose everything. We, you don't realize, and that's why we try to get that as well you know, the house fire you get where someone's lost everything in their life yeah. of value. And unfortunately, a lot of those fires here, people, you know, it's motorized homes, it's around Christmas time, it's electrical, it's, and it's devastating. So in any way we can help, that's what we do. What would you say, being that you brought that up, just sparked a question for me. So what would you say um, would be the, what's the quickest burning home fire? Definitely. A wood frame or a trailer park? A trailer. A trailer. Let's just say a um, you know middle income you know house. Wood, wood frame. Here we don't have many wood frames. Really? We don't. They're more concrete, cement block. Um, just because of hurricane. Yeah, you're right. I guess you're right. Um, yeah. so your wood frame is more up north. There are certain communities or older homes that were built from a long time ago. Right. And then because of the heat, you're worried about termites. Like you just, you know, because they kind of right. certain things are attracted to certain things. But we're, we're not like up New England. It's more brick houses to insulate right. and keep it warm. So every area has got their own. Well, I would say, let's see your most, your, your most, um, you know, accustomed to fire that you would see what would be the fastest burning you know oh definitely like i said a wood frame house we do have those are older houses right i'm saying what to cause it like what would be you know like oh that causes the fire? Okay. most of our fires are um either electrical okay. some are arson right yeah. or um as simple as leaving a pot on the stove or i left something and they forget about it especially elderly and they forget that they turn their gas stove on and all of a sudden yeah. Especially if you live in a mobile home, forget it. Yeah, it's, it's like, going to be gone. Like that. Yeah, it's going to be gone. Well, yeah. and, and you guys, I guess you guys have a lot of um, gas-heated homes and, and kitchens. We do. Okay. We do. As long as it's yeah. not like apartments, but a lot of sing, like residents, single home mm-hmm. or whatever have gas. They prefer it. And it's in-ground down here. So then that's another thing we have a problem with is gas leaks. Yeah. So we have, all, we have everything. <laughs> we do all that stuff. Well, so what about, um, what's your, I'm just asking all these technical questions, honestly, because I know you're going to have some, I'm sure you're going to have some firefighter family listen in and be cool just to get, you know, some feedback. So what's your, um, so what's your hydrant? So how do your hydrants lay out? Like, is it, is it similar to most, in most areas? Well, in our city, they're marked by a water source. Like we have a, all right. So they're the ones who are in charge of our hydrants and they're painted certain colors depending on how much water they give out. And the majority of ours in our city are like, um, they're painted red. 
and they're evenly spaced. Like we have those on my mapping system. So like this, it's almost like, it's called an MDT in my rescue. So if we're going to a fire, I can pull up the street and see all the hydrants and what, how much water and dispatch will tell us gotcha. that'll feed this much water. This will be your water pressure, you know, which is a situation where there's limited water access. Correct. We have that out West in Caluso, okay. which is more of, um, Older homes, we had a wood frame, gorgeous wood frame. They had built themselves, had an RV out front and an SUV all caught fire because his son flicked his cigarette and ashes and um, wood chips and it, the whole house went up. Um, that's the most fire I've ever seen because it was an enormous house, but there's no hydrants out there. So what we had to do is we had a draft. So we have to find a canal, a pool even, and draft water to get to the your tanks and then bring them over there right i'm just giving some context for what draft means for people that may not know what that means there's certain trucks we even have we yeah. have our brush trucks or some of them are equipped or we you know or we can do it from an engine where we hook into it's like a huge hard suction line with a filter on the end and we stick it in the canal and it pulls it suctions the water into the engine to fill it and then we kind of like tag team each engine you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To fill up the one that's out front that's supplying, that's water supply. Gotcha. And so you guys, um, <laughs> how did that turn out, that particular fire? That was, that was, it was devastating because yeah. the, the lady, had, they lost everything. I mean, the SUV, but the they, RV. They, kept, they didn't lose any one. No, they lost all. The house. Yeah. They didn't lose anyone. No, right, right, no. Because I know that's devastating. But at the end of the day, losing a life's even more devastating than you losing, oh, you know, losing and an a asset, pet, an asset and or pet. a pet. Yeah, pets. Man, well, there are people who you know, like save my dog, and you're like, okay. Yeah. And sometimes you're able to, and yeah. sometimes you're not, and that is even devastating. You know. I can only imagine, yeah, because people that family. Leave. That's that's family to most people, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, so. Let's get on topic real quick to some of the stuff that um, some of the real real life stuff before we wrap okay. up. So um, what would be um, let's just say what motivates you to keep going outside of just work, but just day to day? Because you seem like a driven person. And I like okay. to always get in the, you know, the roots of um, positivity and mindset. Right. And where do you think that comes from for you? Um, huh. Well, always it's always been my driving motivation is your kids are watching you especially my daughter and being a single mom especially with her is there's no there's no quitting there's no tapping out there's no that's what pushes you and motivates you is when you have someone small because they're always watching you know and as hard as it gets you know that tomorrow could be different yeah. you know you're gonna have those dark days we go through them as well you know, seeing what we're seeing or dealing with what we're de dealing with either outside or in the job, you know? So it's not like we're, you're always shining and happy. And you know, we have those dark days too. It's just knowing, all right, tomorrow's a new day. Let's pack it up and let's just keep moving forward. Cause that's the only way to keep going to grow, right? It makes us better and stronger. I agree. What do you think um, you would say to people that, you know, on a broad spectrum of anyone you were talking to, whether it be male or female or a younger person, and they're dealing with something, you know, this traumatic day to day, how would they need to, you know, work on themselves to get over that and push through? Because a lot of people have issues with anxiety, mental illness, you know, um, um, self-conscious, self whether it be, you know, worried about judgment, opinion of others, opinions of those close to them, opinions of those on 
maybe even social media who don't even know them, but just wanting to do what they want to do without keep holding themselves back. Lord, I see it. That was a lot. No. <laughs> Let me bring it back. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, where do I begin? Um, what would I say to them? You're not alone. I, I think it took me a long time. Not that I ever gave a shit. Excuse my language. But I never uh, really yeah, gave hey, a we, we can, You can say whatever you want here. Okay. Not that I ever gave a shit about what people thought. Because I've always done what I've wanted to do and what made me happy. Because at the but end of the day... of people do give a shit what people think. I, I don't give a shit. You like, shouldn't. Me either. I understand. If you if you valued what every person thought, you would be a different person, and it would take you off your course. Right. Everyone has their course in their life that they have to live for themselves. So it's the things that you need to do for yourself that make you happy. What what brings you happiness? What makes your heart? What makes you smile? What makes you laugh? Right. You know. Um, another thing is we've used it forever. I growing up and in the fire service, it's huge. Is humor. We have super dark humor. But that's how we get through things, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, you got to laugh. And any situation that can be bad can be turned around. You know, it's the way you look at it and view it. So even though things are down or dark or it just doesn't feel like, you have to find it within yourself and have a great support system and have at least one person in your corner. Like, or you help each other out. You need that. It's really hard to do it by yourself. It's just finding someone that you can connect with a friend, whatever, family member, and hey, I see what you're going through. Let's keep moving. Let's let's do what makes you happy. Let's work on you, you know, yeah. to be confident. I think confidence brings that as well. And you don't give a shit what people think. Right, because I mean, that, that's the issue. You know, you're, you're especially with uh, people, you know, in the younger generation, you know, even younger than, than you know, even the age of 20, where the, your entire world is almost virtual now, especially in this most right. recent year we've been going through and your right. constant opinion of yourself is predicated upon judgment of people you don't even know. Yeah, but they shouldn't matter because they're really not affecting your life. I, agree. I completely agree. You know, they're not in my life. They don't affect my life. I don't, you know, just like the comments. I mean, I could do that. I could play that all day. Um, like the comments that I've heard from our pictures being posted. I saw some horrible comments on that shit. Yeah. I, mean, I want yeah. to like, yeah. Like I just yeah. here's the thing. Anyone who talks shit on someone's yeah. success, and not only that, you guys are doing something for people. It's not like you're uh-huh. looking for attention. This no. happened accidentally. It was Correct. not planned. This is not right. a staged event where we want some attention. It just happened. Right. Right. And the light is shown on something good, and someone has to come piss on your parade oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. because there's some kind of inner self-conscious issue with themselves. Correct. Makes them feel bad because whatever reason it is, and I think getting to the root of that issue is the biggest, you know, thing that we face. You know, for those people. I think horrible. You're sabotaging someone else's happiness in, like, moment. I would never do that. I would mention. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I just, I, I, that's why I I read some of them, and I, there's, I'm definitely a Gemini because I have to learn to watch my mouth. And there's so (laughs) many things I want to say, like, there's a lot, yeah. but I have to refrain, you know, and be like, I do the same job. I've been held to the same requirements, physical demands as any fucking test I've ever done has been the same male or female. It is not changed or manipulated just because you're a girl. Yeah. You know? So I think that's also what, 
And that's how you earn the respect of the guys around you is, hey, we're capable of doing the job because we know it and we see it, you know? So you're, and you still have to prove yourself. You know, I I can still hang over 40. I don't care. I'm going to work my ass off. You're not going to see me sweat. And if so, I still want to run laps around you just to make a point. (laughs) But if I listen to what every person said on there, that's why after a while, I was like, I either want to laugh at you, make fun of you, or be like, listen, your life has got to be so bad. Yeah. That you have to cast stones at other people for a good thing. The bigger picture is we're looking to just recognize and draw attention to this foundation for our guys. Yeah. And it, again, it happened organically. It wasn't a look at me or it was just like, hey, and instead of being like, hey, good for you. We finally got this far. There are so many pioneers that came before us who have fought to get where we are today, who have gone through hell and been screwed with and harassment and told they'll never be able to do the job. Look at where we're coming. Don't bring us back there. I completely agree with you. And one more thing I was going to say to add to that is the people that you are, that are looking to you who may want to get into this, who may have other issues, may be demotivated daily because of shit like that. Those comments don't help anyone. They don't help the person writing them. They don't help the person that, that posted the, the content and it don't help the people that could get motivation from that, but right, then they're right. immediately demotivated because they see negative and they're already worried about negative. Right. You're just bringing more fuel to the, to the fire. Right. Exactly. And that's not the good fuel I want. Like no negativity. I think it sucks. I love that people like I don't read them. The youngest girl does on um, who, you know, because she's new to the profession right. and she, and she was almost in tears. And I was like, fuck you don't, them. You don't, you don't know them. <laughs> you earned it. You're here. You can't let that, that, that you can't let that bother you. This yeah. is an older woman telling you, yeah. you know, be confident in your skills. You earned the right. You worked hard. You did the same thing. Those are just, and unfortunately, those are just sad people. Like, they are. you know, and you're going to have that. I love though, the guys from either other countries who have read this. Yeah, those remarks and have said, "Hey, give the, those girls because we know for a fact, yeah, they go through the same training we do, if not harder. You know, yeah. to show and prove a point that they're capable of being there. So, whatever. Well, you have whatever. my respects. I got uh, you all because I think you're badass, <laughs> and, I, and and your whole crew. Thank <laughs> you. And I could just tell that from the outside looking in how positive everything is you guys are putting out, and that's just great. Like um, dealing with you know, like I like I said, real again before we quit, real quick, it's like dealing with constant stress mentally and physically constant negativity from being a four percent four percentile of your entire industry in the entire united states i mean you have pressure and to be able to be positive and work on each work you know bounce off of each other and continue to you know the momentum moving forward is just amazing to me oh thank you yeah for sure (laughs) thank you wait hey you have no choice right? We love the line of work that we're in. I wouldn't change my fields for anything or my career. I, you know, it definitely fits my personality and it just makes me stronger and better. And sometimes you, I like to redirect that crappy energy into fuel to make me better and stronger. Yeah, for sure. So, So those are the days you go to the gym and you're like, I just, I just did something I didn't think I could do because I was so angry about that. You know, it just, I'm going to be better. We're going to show them. We're not just sitting on a couch watching TV. Like we're, we're working out and we train. Exactly. You know, so. Busting ass and you're doing something. 
Yes, you're, you're doing it for everyone else, not for yourself. That's right. You know, because at the end of the day, your buddy's, your partner's life counts on it. Of course. And you know? those victims that you're going to, you know, potentially, you know, save. Like that's a whole yep. other world deal. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Anything that you may have not hit on that you may want to say to anyone? Um, anything you may want to plug that we haven't talked about? Just the firefighters to the rescue. I thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah. You know, and for recognizing that. That's a huge foundation close to my heart, all of our hearts. It means the world to us for anyone. And, you know, the shirts are awesome. You got to do me a favor, though. I will say, if you order a shirt, you got to take a picture, and then you better send it to me because I want to use it. I'm ordering so a pink one. one. I'm getting a pink one. I'm going to get you it. better get a pink one. And I want you flexing. Like, I want... All day. Oh, yeah, I want the flexing. All yep. day. Yep, and the pink shirt. Thank you for representing. For sure. I appreciate well, I appreciate you coming on again. Thanks, Christine. Oh, pleasure. It's been a great time. Everyone, please subscribe to the podcast.